What's up, everybody? Welcome back to DNG Sports, episode number two of the podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing UFC 273 from last night. We're also going to get into some scoops on the NBA. Yes, sir. We're going to talk about the playoffs. We're going to talk about the play-in tournament. What's next for LeBron, man? LeBron, it's time to go. Is it time to it's go? It's time to go. Oh, he said it's time to go, man. What about it's Bronny? T- hey, we'll get into it. Uh, we'll get into it. All right, for now, we'll stick with UFC. We'll stick with UFC. Let's cut into it, it. Let's cut into it. Bro, I got some questions. I got some questions. Q&A. Because, yes, sir, because, you know, we both watched it, but, we, you know, we wasn't together when we watched That's it. True. That's so, true. So, my first question is, bro, how do you feel about the young Irish prospect, Gary? I like Ian Gary, man. He got a decision win last night, but he looked dominant. His height, his reach... The fact that he's only 24 years old and he's competing at such a high level. Yeah. I know he thinks of himself kind of as like the next Conor McGregor. Those are big shoes to fill. That's a two-division champion. Hold up, hold up. Conor, we talking about the undisputed. Undisputed? The notorious. The notorious. Conor. McGregor. Yes, sir. Uh, I I don't think that he might make it to that level. Yeah, now, I ain't hating though. He's a one seventy guy, so he's he's bigger than McGregor. He is. Obviously, he's gonna fight different from McGregor. He comes out of the same camp that Gilbert Burns actually fights out of. Uh, I believe Stanford MMA. Yeah, I think so. Stanford too. MMA is a great gym, man. I think he's got a great team around him. I don't think he's so, as, as exciting. Yeah, but that's my thing. Talented. Do you think he can market himself like Conor did? I think or do you come. think Connor was like once in a lifetime UFC fighter type stuff that can market itself? You know, because he did the boxing with with <sighs> Floyd. He did. He's just he's just so well known as a UFC star, and we have never seen that in our time. I think it can be done again, but the reason I think it can be done again is because it's starting now with Hamzat Chimaev. Okay, Hamzat already has a huge following for somebody who has five fights in the UFC. Yeah, but. His, his new BFF relationship, too, man, with Darren Till. Darren Till has a huge fan base, so that's yeah. just bringing in more. I think someone that up on the rise, that's Sugar, bro. Sugar Sean, Yes, man. sir. That's Sugar. Man, I can't have a UFC conversation without somebody bringing up Sugar Sean, man. But Sugar Sean's talented, but the more, the more, to me... He has more of a marketing side than anything. Like that, he, he's got one punch power, but he can also he can work a camera. Yeah, and that's what it sells now, bro. If you can work that camera with the UFC now, it's crazy. That's it's really sure. crazy. Patty Pimblet's the same way. Patty the Batty. Yeah, same sir. way. But, uh, do you think he can become champion though? Not right now. I would say that he's one of those guys who he's gonna have to have five or six fights before he's ready to start getting in that conversation because mm-hmm. Kamara Usman is a different animal. And different. Different, man. That but man the, is different, bro. The number he's the numbers he's putting up, man, they they're better and better and better. They're rivaling his numbers with George Saint Pierre. Oh yeah. You I can't agree. bring a young prospect up against somebody like that. Unless mm-hmm. their okay. name is Hamza Chimaev, put that man in the title match. What he showed me last night against Gilbert Burns, man. That man. <laughs> Mama, there go that man. Yes, there sir. Go. Yes, sir. And I think Gilbert fought 
actually pretty well. Like it I was think close. He, it I was think very close. I think he fought really good though. Hamzat is really fortunate that he got those two takedowns and that he scored the knockdown. Man. Yeah. I mean, to me, it was a very close fight through and through. I had. 29-28, Hamzat over Gilbert. I, I had Hamzat winning the first and the third. I think Gilbert won the second, second pretty convincingly. Yeah, he won that but convincingly, bro. Overall, that gave me the vibes I got whenever I watched Paula Costa, Yoel Ramiro, my favorite kind of fights, just going out there and dogging each other. Yes, yeah, sir. Just getting on each other, That's man. like old UFC type stuff that oh, we I used love, to watch. It's what like, you love to see, yeah, man. It it's really is. Love. Two guys not trying to win off points, trying to win off pride. Freaking basically killing each other. Trying to beat each other to pieces, man. And and they succeeded on it. Not honestly, that was one of the fights of the year. I was about to just ask you that. Do you think it was gonna be fight of the year? One of the fights. It's gonna be one of those fights that at the end of the year people are gonna remember. And that they're gonna bring it up, especially with all the buzz around Hamzad. Sometimes great fights happen. And people just, they forget, honestly. Like, the year goes on, more fights happen. They're like, oh, that was the best yeah. fight. But when it you really have a guy like Hamzat, who has such a following around him, mm-hmm. it's going to carry. And it's going to carry. That was one. That was one of so, those that I'll never forget watching. I guess my thing is, do you think he can beat Usman? I think so. Really? I, I think I think really, he's, one, he's that good. I think he should fight Kobe first. Okay. I think he should fight Colby Covington first because at that at this point we know that Colby Co- Covington's the number two guy, Kamara Usman's the number one. Mm-hmm. If you get through in that Kobe, weight class, in yeah, that weight class, yeah. If you go if you go through Colby, you go through Us- you go to Usman. That's it. And that's really so it. for me. I would love to see him fight Colby a little bit just because I think everybody would love to see Colby actually have somebody fight him that could actually put up a fight mm-hmm. because to me. Anybody you put up against Kobe Covington in that division, it's gonna other be a than blood, Hamzat, it's gonna be swinging bloodbath, bro. I, I just don't think yeah. anybody but Hamzat, maybe Vicente Luque. I don't think Balil Muhammad, but there's just Hamzat or Vicente. Other than them two, I don't see anybody else beating Kobe. Yeah, and the thing with that is. Vicente's fighting this weekend. Exactly. So he's not fighting Kobe. Yeah, he's not. That being said. You get Hamzat, you get Colby, two guys who are really good on pay-per-view money. I wouldn't mind seeing I it. I wouldn't mind It'd it either, It'd be a good bro. matchup. It would It'd be, be good great, for money, too. Coming in. That's what the UFC loves, too. They love their money. So Coming if in. the fans start talking about it, the money's going to be there. The fight's going to get made. Yeah, bro. So uh, on to the next question. Who you think won out of my boy Sterling versus Jan? Did the uh, judges make a mistake? Ah, uh, did I they think, make it? I think that that fight was so close mm-hmm. that there isn't necessarily a wrong decision. No, I don't I, think you can go different. I, like, I think if you make the decision, you have to stick with it because, mm-hmm. it, honestly, it's just that close. It and they, really it, is. Usually, to me, judges lean towards the champion, but. They were both champions. Uh, yeah, I don't think that had like no favoritism in the I don't championship. Think so, no, I don't really think so. happened last night. Um, Sterling came out wrestling. Yeah, straight wrestling, and it looked like Jan wasn't ready for that. Honestly, until he got into the later rounds. Kind of like I talked about on TikTok, I said Jan could potentially rush in there instead 
of taking his time through the first round like he usually does. And Aljo could catch him with something and knock him out, or he could take him down and get him in a submission. But exactly what I thought would happen happened. And mm-hmm. Jan rushed in there in the first instead of feeling him out like he usually does because he's already fought him. Exactly. And he ran out of stamina. But you got to think, Sterling a- was pressing the St- whole time the first fight. Absolutely. He was... He was dead tired um, when he got that illegal knee to the head. Absolutely. Dead tired out there. I will say Jan was winning the first fight. Jan yeah, was winning he was, when that knee no happened. Doubt. He would have probably beat him regardless, I think, of if he need him or not. Mm-hmm. I think if he wouldn't have need him, that was a few minutes away from being Peter being his, Yeah, champion. It was going to be his championship. I agree with that. Peter, he's, he's going to be like, he's going to come back for it. Oh, yeah, he's, he's going to come back. back for it. He's going to come back, but I think Dana White already said yesterday it's going to be TJ Dillashaw versus Aljo. Yeah. And I like that fight. TJ can strike. TJ Aljo can, can strike. strike. TJ's a great wrestler. Aljo's a great jujitsu guy. I'd love to see it, man. Me I too, can't man. wait. I, I think that for me, I personally am not a huge TJ Dillashaw fan. I've never but been. But taking feelings out of it. I think that it's a pretty even matchup, but I like Peter Yawn over TJ. I like it too. With that being said, Aljo just beat Peter Yawn. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that it's going to be close, but I think Aljo will retain the title. Me too. I agree with you, bro. Um, I agree with you 1,000. So what's your thoughts on Volk? Man, he's... If, if you don't call Volk the pound-for-pound pound pest, he's got to be the second. Ooh. He's got to be the second. He's beaten Jose Ooh. Aldo, who is seen as one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, I know. He beat Max Holloway, who was seen as the best featherweight to ever do it. Yeah, he, he did. beat Brian Ortega, who is an insane jiu-jitsu guy. He beat Max twice, too. Let's not forget that. I yeah, don't he think did. he won the second fight. I don't I either. I think Max won the second fight. But that's not here nor there. He beat the Korean Zombie now. Another legend. I believe Korean Zombie has now had 11 UFC fights. Nine of those have been main events. The man's a legend. And he made it look easy. Yeah, he did. He made it look easy. He did. Yeah, bro. Uh, so we got into that. What you think's next for Volk, though? He called out McGregor. Yeah. Everybody's calling out Connor. Everybody wants to fight Connor, man, because it's the money for Hey. Nate Diaz, we looking for you, boy. Oh, man. We're looking for you, Nate Diaz. We're looking for you out here. I don't know. Connor wants it. I don't think Connor does, <laughs> man, because he's Whoa. now he's now been called out by the 145 champion Volk. He's been called out by the 155 champion Charles Oliveira and Kamaru Usman said he would fight him. That's the 170 pound champion. So if he has three champions who are all willing to fight him. Why go fight Nate on Nate's last fight? Because it's gonna be a big money it's fight. It's gonna be a big money. But any fight Connor's name is is gonna True, be true. But especially there's for so Golden. much. No, listen, bro. There's so much past history that goes with that. The storyline, bro. It's the story that needs to sell. I think we it, need to see that. Fight. I think I need to see it because to me, even in the second one where Connor won, it was very close. Yes, it was, it was very close. That's what close. I'm saying. And honestly, I know you like Connor. I don't know that Connor won the second fight. Nate mm. had him pretty good. I think. Yeah, I think I, I, I give it to Nate. Connor. Like I respect but... Nate. Don't get me wrong. 
I love Nate. I know what he's about. I know this. I know that. Connor, man. That fight, though. Connor. See, we're talking like a millimeter was better, bro. But is Connor the same guy Connor once was? No. No. Nope. Any, Con- any Connor fan will tell you that. And I'm not even a diehard Connor friend. I'm just like, I respect him. He's entertaining. He is entertaining. So, Nobody can say that. That's Nobody what can I'm not saying, say that bro. he's not entertaining. And I think that he's good enough to still win. Mm-hmm. I, I think do he's too. still good enough to beat elite talent. People forget, though, that the people he's lost to, twice Dustin Poirier, after he beat Connor, he fought for the belt. He lost to Floyd, the pound-for-pound best, best boxer, boxer at the time, who he had never boxed. Nope. And then Khabib, who's seen as, if you don't have him as your number one, he's in your top three. Yeah. John Jones is my top. No, so, to me, like, I think he's still got juice in the tank. Me I too. just don't think he's going to waltz in there and knock out no. the, a number one. Like, he's not going to, to me, like, he's not going to walk in there and beat Justin Gaethje. No. Justin Gaethje would go in there and work him. To me, it looks like if he fought Poirier again, Poirier would probably just beat him again. Oh, I agree. Poirier is a better fighter right now. Can he go get these title fights? Some, like, Charles Oliveira to me. Charles is a great fighter. But he matches up good for Connor. Mm-hmm. If Connor can fight him, if he really wants that fight, that matches up good. Usman, ah, I don't see Connor. No, I don't being see Connor. Yeah, Usman. That's I don't, why we I don't want see Nate. that one lining up. Yeah, Usman. He's like we say, different man, different breed. That being pound said, for though, pound, I I'm one of the pound for pound yeah. best fighters. That being said, though, like the more I like think into it, Connor at one seventy is a pretty big dude, mm-hmm. shorter dude, but a bigger dude, and he hits hard, man. And Kobe standing up versus Usman, Connor standing up versus Usman, to me, that's it's not too much different. Difference. Like I think it's Connor, really I think Connor could stand up, and I think he could have the power to put him out. He does have good takedown defense. To me, that's not a fight he absolutely loses. But to me, it's not a sure thing. And I would definitely lean Usman in that fight. Mm-hmm. That being said, 145 Volkanovski calling him out. That's I, a lot of cutting, isn't it, for Connor though? That at this point yeah. in his career, I don't see Connor being able to me cut either. down to 145. And I don't if he either. did, it would just destroy him. It would. He's so big right He's now. He's so big. Because that's why I think he's bulking up to fight Nate. I think he's my opinion for sure. Yeah. I think the leg injury and not being able to cut as much, I think that had a lot to do mm-hmm. with the weight coming on. But I do think he's coming back at 170. It'd be hard for me to see him coming back at 155. Me too. And especially when he's got all this money in his bank, you think he really wants to cut all the way down to 155 when he's sitting on over 100, 100 million? Nah. I wouldn't Cutting's want to make ass, that cut. Cutting is awful. Crap. It's awful. It's awful, bro. So I don't think like like you said I don't think he I think if anything he's gonna bulk my opinion I think he's gonna go for Nate because the storyline's there everything's there the money's there gonna be there yeah why not I agree and one more thing on Volkanovski Dana wouldn't confirm it but I want to see Volk versus Max three that to me that has to be the fight. Mm-hmm. It has to be Max. I said this on TikTok. Max and Brian Ortega to me are the only two in that division that pose a problem for Volk. Yeah. Because to me, who who else are you going to bring? Is Yair going to do it? 
I, I don't think Yair Rodriguez can bring anything that Volk can't beat. Mm-hmm. He just proved it against the Korean Zombie. You're not going to throw anybody else up there. I don't think they're going to bring Shizudo back. Henry Shizudo, he wanted to come back and fight Volk, but Dana said he would have to fight a contender first. And Shizudo seems pretty pretty content with not doing that. Yeah. So I, I don't know what's next for him if it's not Max. So I got a question. We ain't, we ain't talked about this in a while. What you want to say about John Jones? My boy. John Jones coming back at heavyweight yes. is potentially the biggest fight of the year. Yeah, I agree. But Francis Ngannou just had surgery to repay, repair his ACL. ACL. He's going to be out for a minute. Yeah, he is. I don't see him being back until at least December, and his contract will be officially, officially over, over in December. I just, for me, it's hard to see him fighting Nganu if Nganu doesn't want to come back. If Nganu does co- come back and we get John Jones and Nganu, that's a tough one, man. What do you think about him fighting that just lost to Nganu? I can't think of his name right now. Surreal Gone? Surreal Gone. Surreal Gone to me, man. He's, Versus John Jones. He's one of the most athletic freak show heavyweight athletes you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. His heel hook is impeccable. His leg kicks are right on the money. His boxing is good. That being said, he got out-wrestled by Francis Ngannou, who had a tour in the ACL. Yeah, bro. He did. I don't really see Surreal being able to just hop in there and beat up on John Jones. No. But... I think that Surreal is going to be a lot. He's going to be around. He's yeah. going to be around for a long real. time. I think he's going to fight top competitors and win. I think that he could beat John Jones. Mm-hmm. I think I would lean towards John Jones in that fight, though. I think I would too. I want to see Stipe Miocic fight John Jones. You do for the interim title. That is what I would like to see. Really, but. I don't see them giving John Jones an interim title fight if he's never fought at heavyweight. Yeah, that's, that's what the I'm problem. saying. That is the problem. That's what it's like. If Ngano does not come back, who does he go to for that first fight? You know, his first fight back. If Ngano doesn't come back, I think he's going to boxing, and I think he's either going to fight Dante Wilder or Tyson Fury. Yeah, for the money. I think so. Yeah, for the money. I th- I think that. Dante Wilder versus Nganu is one thing. Mm-hmm. I think that Nganu could beat Dante easier, Stop. easier Stop. than he could beat Tyson Fury. Okay, but I don't see him winning either. Okay, okay. Not uh, without fighting. To... Some, if he maybe had Ooh. like three or four lower, lower ranked yeah, boxers team, first. Yeah. Yes, but you're not going to go in there and step against the two baddest men in the heavyweight division and expect success. It's just, that's not how it works. Boxing is its own sport. MMA is its own sport. Unpopular opinion, bro. Deontay Wilder would have won last fight if he didn't run out of stamina. My opinion. I agree. My opinion. I also know that Tyson Fury is amazing, amazing at tiring guys out. Yeah, that's what I think he did. Does not lack. That mm-hmm. big man can move all 10 rounds. He and can. And he's powerful he is. all 10 rounds. He is. I think Wilder's um, freaking, you know, his energy just went out, honestly. I think his energy just plummeted to the ground. 
But moving on from UFC 273, I, I'm leaving with a bunch of good good reviews, man. Hamza, to me, is exactly what we thought he was. Yep. I think he's either got Colby for the number one contender fight or he's got the champ. Yep, he, or he got the champ. One or the other, man. Uh, Leon Edwards is the only piece that really sets that off because in other cases, Hamza would be going straight for the belt if he beats Gilbert. To oh, me, yeah. that's what happens. I agree. But the fact that he is there against Colby, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. If he beats Colby, you got to give it to him. You got to. Like, you, you just got to. And, and the reason I bring that up is because what if Leon beats Kamara? That's what's crazy. That would change the whole Cause picture. If, if Leon beats Kamara, which I don't, I don't think he will. I don't think that's that Leon changing beats the whole Kamara. picture, bro. I agree. I don't think that Leon beats him, but if he There's does, a chance. If he does, how do you not give somebody that dominant an immediate rematch? Mm-hmm. But if Hamzat beats Colby, how do you how do you not give Hamzat the title fight? I guess my thing is, you let the rematch happen first, and then whatever happens right there, it happens. Hamzat being as young as he is and as hungry as he is, I don't see him wanting to wait around. But I also don't see Hamzat, even if he beats Colby, saying no to a fight. In the meantime, mm-hmm. if he has to fight somebody else, I don't see him turning it down. But I, don't I know think, he wants that title. Yeah, fight. I know he wants it, but I don't think he's in no rush right now, honestly, though. My opinion, I don't see him rushing into it, though. I hope not, because that's usually what derails these prospects. Yeah. Is trying to rush their rush into the gold. I know. That being said, though, man, we're going to move over to the NBA for a little sports talk about some basketball, man. Yes, sir. First thing we're going to talk about is this uh, LeBron fan beside me here. Come on now. How do you feel about the Lakers being out of the postseason, man? Bro, it's a letdown this year. What can I say? It's a letdown to Laker Nation. If you're a LeBron fan, it's a letdown to LeBron. Because at the end of the day, us LeBron fans, we just want to be, we just want to be happy for him. We don't think the Lakers did enough this year. Even though they call him the GM, you call him the GM. It's <laughs> the man has all of his friends around him. He built this team. Where's CP3? Man. He built Where's this CP3? team, man. Come on. He bi- hey, he's on a team. With he's the first in the conference. Where's CP- CP3 knows that's, what that's, he's doing. That's my man's best. One of my man's best friends. CP3 is doing exactly Bro, what he's doing. Uh, Who no. recruited? Russell Westbrook. Who recruited Russell Westbrook? Jeannie Buss, bro. No. Jeannie Buss. Let's be honest. <laughs> Who recruited Russ? Rob, Rob Palinka, bro. Bro. I'm going to be honest. You can't look me in the face and tell me LeBron James did not want Russ on that team. Aight. And then they went and got Russ. I I LeBron wanted him. Which, I feel like if Russ, AD, LeBron... Could have had one whole season and didn't have AD, oh my gosh, hurt every five seconds. Even though I love you, AD, we need to get you on some milk, some protein, something. He needs some milk. He needs something right now. And LeBron, you know, old age is not, it doesn't look like it's catching up, but it's going to take a toll here, here in his next two years. I think it has caught up with him. But I think he is responsible for so much productivity on that team 
that it won't show on show. the numbers until next season. Yeah, and I agree with that. So my thing is, LeBron, we're ring chasing right now. Absolutely. Honest opinion. LeBron, we need a couple more rings for people to start really thinking like he's the GOAT. I already think that. You don't think that. We have different outputs on that. But, yeah, he's ring chasing. And do I feel like the Lakers could have made a push with a whole, with Kendrick Nunn? I don't know what happened to him. His kneecap just won't heal. So, like, with that lineup this year, do I feel like we could have made playoffs? Yes, of course. Could we got to a Western Conference Finals? Yes. I I 1,000% think that. But it was just a major letdown with Russ. Um, You can't Russ too ball dominant, honestly, this year. We we relied we asked too much of Russ to take a back seat. It's hard for me to see Russ and LeBron playing on the same team when both of them require the ball in their hands so much to facilitate other players. That's a majority of their game is being facilitators and attacking the basket. Yeah, and man. if you have two of those guys on the court at the same time, I don't really I I don't see it working. Yeah, I I mean that's what happened at the end of the day like Russ couldn't find a groove to be a third fiddle. Basically. He couldn't even though he that role. Absolutely. Even though he was a second fiddle most of the time, he could not find he didn't want to be it. Honest he, opinion. He never has. He and, never has. Yeah, and he can't shoot. You take too many jump shots, honest opinion, and you turn over the ball. I agree. I also so, think LeBron went a little overboard on his threes this year as well. Nah, man. Think, My man was think, shooting, what, 35? I think they're shooting way too much beyond the arc. That team was built to be an in-the-paint team. Yes. They shot beyond the arc too much. I, I, I can see that, but I guess 80... He didn't have his jump shot this year. 80s no. jump shot haven't been the same since the bubble. Honest. We don't like so much things happened to the Lakers this year that finally showed like they're it it's kind of weird like a lot of things that we thought we were we were missing we got but then we missed the other pieces like in the defense around like Absolutely. with uh with Pope, with Kuz, and not playing Montrezl Harold, I don't know how that even happened in the playoffs. A secret in the NBA is your bench depth and your defense. And that's it'll, what it was. It'll carry you every time. And if you don't have that, superstars can only bring you so far. But we also know you have to have a superstar. Yeah. And Lakers, you got two. Honestly. Absolutely. Um, AD, when he's healthy... Maybe top 10. Some people argue with that, but when he's fully healthy, he's up there with Giannis. He can be like Giannis. Before this season, I think he could have argued top five. Exactly. And LeBron, Mount Rushmore. Top three, top four of all time. If if Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, if those three guys aren't in your top five, we'll say five, but I think three. That's mine. Yeah. If they aren't in your top five, then you're just you're watching a different game than us. Yeah, you're watching a different. You really game. are. You really are. So that being said, though, man, was LeBron's time in LA a success or a failure after four seasons, one ring, one early playoff elimination, 
and then two seasons missing the playoffs. My thing is that first year he was in L.A., injuries derailed him. So I don't think you can blame that season on him. Um, The second season, I think that's when he won the title, correct? Yes. Third season, same issue. Injuries derailed in the playoffs. We didn't have no bench. We didn't. Lakers, their line lineups now have became old. And before we got rid of B.I., before we got rid of Josh Hart, the young guys couldn't step up. Absolutely. The only time they stepped up in one game, that was against Golden State on Christmas Day. That was the best game I've seen them young bucks play. But I understand why LeBron made that trade. Well, LeBron didn't. Rob Palinka. GM LeBron. Rob Palinka did. LeBron. <laughs> Rob Palinka made that trade for AD because they wanted a championship. Because they had enough older players. Because if you think about it, the older players was actually producing there. Like a Jarrett Dudley. Like finally Dwight Howard getting that one-year extension from the Lakers. The way he played in the championship yeah. year was... It, it was invaluable. That's what I'm team. saying. So, I am, you know, getting rid of one trade, I don't think that they should have never done. That was Zubac to the Clippers. I uh, think that hurts. I think that one, that would have been a cornerstone for a center, like, this year. Honestly, like, if you're going to build LeBron for them four years, Zubac would have been a great cornerstone as a center with that team. But, I mean... I see, they got a championship. LeBron got a championship with L.A. So, I don't know. Most people in their in the NBA career will never get a championship. No. We'll see that. So, I don't think it's a letdown. I just think, like, the injuries hurt us a lot more than it ever have been, like, ever before. Like, in Miami, LeBron never struggled with injuries on, on their team. Really? Absolutely not. Cleveland, the only time... We really struggled with injuries. Was in the finals, regular season no, playoffs going to the playoffs no. Unless you want to say Kelly O'Linnett pulling out Kevin Love's arm, but <laughs> but like bro, like that's the only time LeBron has ever you know had to challenge himself in the regular season. I agree. So that's my thing about it. If he does wind up leaving in the next two years. L.A. fans should be happy, in my opinion. Y'all got a ring. Um, y'all wasn't in contention before LeBron got there. So, what else can you expect from my my mans? He got y'all one. Going on from that, we're going to go up. What's next for LeBron? Does he stay in L.A.? Are we seeing another team? Will this be team number four? I hope he stays as a Laker, but my thing is, if they're not going to get y'all, if if he's not, if Rob's not going to build around LeBron and going to build around AD, that's a whole different scenario. Because um, my thing is, LeBron's want needs a ring, honestly, in his next two to three years to even have a conversation for MJ or well, people say a conversation with MJ. He has what four right now. I want to say, yeah, he has four rings 
so most of the time people say MJ went what six and in the finals. Yeah. So I don't know, man. He ran up against juggernauts early in his years. Absolutely. MJ never had to deal with a KD or a Steph. Uh, that honest opinion. He never had to deal with a a KD, a Steph, a Clay, a Dre. Your guys. I feel like nobody played the game and nobody dominated the game for a span of time as well as MJ did with the team that he had. That's why I always uh, put MJ at number one. See, but my, if you want to talk about a whole career, a whole 20-year career, which is what LeBron's going to have, he's done it at the level that he's done it longer than anybody else. So my thing is, bro, do you think, I mean, MJ had the greatest peak ever? Yes. That's what, that's what my thing is. Peak and longevity, that's two different things when it comes to NBA. I agree. Anyone, Derrick Rose was the best point guard I've ever seen in my life in his peak. At, at that peak, it was it was hard. Yeah. How do you beat that young man? So, my thing is, LeBron doing it for this certain amount of time, the numbers might not beat MJ right now, but when his career ends, the numbers are going to be stacked up against him. And it's going to look like LeBron was the best player to ever do it because of longevity that he had it. Absolutely. Everyone remembers the peak of you. So, my thing is, LeBron's peak, you can say, was back in Miami. You could say that. So, I guess the thing is, him leaving Miami and going back to Cleveland and winning a championship, that's just more icing on the cake. At the end, then going to the Lakers, that's more icing on the cake and showing that you can win longevity no matter how old you are. Because it took MJ, he didn't even make playoffs his, what, first four years? I think it was something like that. Something in that area, yeah. Until he got finally past the bad boys his, like, fifth year. LeBron played, in LeBron's fourth year, he got to the finals and played against uh, Tim Duncan that was arguably one of the best power forwards of all time. Arguably. In his fourth season. Definitely top three, right there with KG, of course, Dirk. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Dirk and what was his? Name? What was the other dude name? I can't think of it right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, bro. Like so, LeBron. He's just he was just asked to do more. I think than MJ was when at different. I guess different ages of their career. I can see what you're saying. I just think at their peak, Michael Jordan was the best at the peak of his career. He did things that put him at the top. My thing is, if we're going by peak, Steph hurt. Steph Curry had the greatest peak. Back-to-back MVP. Back-to-back MVPs. Back-to-back he, championships, almost. Steph Curry, to me, he changed the game of basketball, especially mm-hmm. f- uh, for how the game is played now. Yes. The three-point ball has evolutionized the game of basketball. It really has. Everyone wants to shoot now. Which no one's saying doesn't work always. It doesn't. No, yeah, it doesn't work all the time. And but Steph Curry, in my opinion, had the greatest. Once he came out of his shell, like you always told me, we used to talk. You used to talk about Steph Curry when Monte Ellis was there. He's a bad man. Monte Ellis was a bad man too. That man got a bad rep. 
he did get a bad rep, in my opinion. And on the Bucks, he he was pretty good. Dallas, pretty good, but it wasn't nothing like Monte Ellison go to the state. No. Yeah, that's no. What, so. That's my thing. Like, if we're going by peak, Steph Curry changed the game. No one's saying MJ no more. People saying Curry. I mean, if you want to talk about talk about it like that, though, Magic Johnson. There's never been anybody like that. That's what Somebody I'm saying. One through the five and do it insanely. It's such an insanely high caliber. Yep, I agree with you, bro. I agree with you. Moving on from what's next for LeBron, we'll go to what's next for AD and Russ. I think AD needs to get his body healthy, and if Lakers this offseason, they should explore trades, but I'm not saying go full out on it. My it would have to be a very nice package. Like, okay, give me a package, you think. Mm. To me, in basketball, for AD, you have to give up at least one top 10 pick. You'd have to give up a couple complimentary picks. Yeah. And then you'd have to give up at least one high bench player and one not as big of a superstar, but one very good starter. So let me put one together off the top of my head. Who's in? So would you do a Sabonis, a De'Aaron Fox, a first round draft pick and maybe a second round for AD. If you're Do if I, you're Sacramento, if you're Sacramento. If I'm Sacramento, they'll probably make any trade you offer cuz that's what they do now <laughs> apparently. Tyrese Halliburton is an absolute animal. He's a dog. Cannot believe they let him go to Indiana. Can't stand the franchise. They just keep giving away all their good players. Yeah, I don't know what their plan is. Uh, if maybe they thought they couldn't have Fox and they couldn't have Halliburton, they should have. Tra- they should have chose a way to make Halliburton's big enough to play your guard. But the problem with that is he's better facilitating the pass, and De'Aaron Fox is too small to play the two. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so, so would you make that trade though? If I was Sacktown, yeah, but if I was the Lakers, yes, but I don't think the Lakers would take it for that low of an amount. It's the sad part. Yeah. Even though I think that they're that get, team they're would getting, help win. Yeah, you know? that that would be a win now team. But you would then have to find a trade partner for Russ, and I think that's gonna it's gonna be more trouble. Yeah. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets are reportedly interested in Russ. That, yeah. To me, that that could be something. I I just don't know how you. You have LaMelo and Russ on the same team. I don't know why you would want LaMelo and Russ on the same team. I don't know either. Because I guess you think LaMelo could play the two, but he's so great. He's great with the ball in his hands. Like, he deserves to be the point guard. LaMelo's your superstar. I don't think you should do anything to compromise that. I think that LaMelo needs a really good complimentary big man. I agree. A really good complimentary four or a really good complimentary five. Let's draft this man some people, or let's trade for this man someone. I agree, because LaMelo has showed us... Well, he made his all-star team second year. Rookie of the year is first year. Rookie of the year. Better than Lonzo, your boy. Hey, that's my boy, man. He's got all his hate on Lonzo, man. Lonzo Lonzo, is one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. I'm putting that on the record right now. (laughs) 
You cannot tell me Le- Lonzo Ball is one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. You cannot tell me he's not. No, he is, but that's all he's known for right now. He is a He great, had too much hype to just be a defensive he player. He is a great facilitator of the pass. Okay. And his three-point ball has improved. It has improved. It, I, give I believe him that. he shot forty-two percent. Yeah, when you were talking about LeBron's thirty-five was pretty good. Let's talk about forty-two. <laughs> He's definitely improved. How many more less games? I don't. How, how many less games did Lonzo play? I agree. I don't <laughs> think. I don't think that Lonzo is ever going to live up to the hype of that number two pick. No. But do I think he's going to have a long NBA career where he's a very good, probably starter? I think he's going to start for the majority of his career. I think he's going to be a good defender, a good three-point shooter. I don't think that he's probably ever going to be an all-star. I think he could be. I think maybe two or three all-star appearances, maybe just later in his career. Yeah. But I, I don't see his peak being anywhere near Mellow's. No, I don't either. So, But yeah, bro. Russ, um, it's going to be hard finding a trade partner for um you gave up all the young guys to the Wizards, so you can't go back to that. You have to start digging for straps, bro. Like, I wish Houston would give us John Wall. I wish we would have made that trade, honestly. I think if you were going to make that trade at the trade deadline, I think that you may be in the play-in tournament. Right I agree. Now. I think that John Wall trade, I would have most definitely rather dealt with John Wall's injuries and him being out than Russ not showing us that he can be a third fiddle. I agree. And talking about that trade to the Wizards, how do you feel about Kyle Kuzma watching him play this season? He's okay, Kyle Kuzma came into his own, but he he still is not what he was he uh, I'm stuttering, but he's a decent player. He's in that Lonzo and Miles Bridges and, like, that little boat. I don't think Kyle Kuzma, excuse me, is could ever be a third option on the team. I don't think Kyle Kuzma is going... I think he's kind of going to be like Lonzo. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think that they're going to be long players in the NBA, but I don't think that they're going to be superstars. I don't think they're going to be the number one, maybe the number three. Yeah. I could see them being the three, but I don't think if... Lonzo or Kuzma is your one and two. I don't think it'll be. Yeah, you can't do that. NBA. You can't do that so. now. Uh, you can't like nah. Kuzma, he's a good solid role player. All right, so we're gonna talk about one more player, and then we're gonna get into the play in tournament. Zion Williamson, he's <laughs> out for the season. Yes. Will Zion come back next year, a better and healthy player? I think so. Because he's watching John Morant do what he was supposed to be doing. Absolutely. And he is tearing it up. John he's Morant tearing is taking it up. the league by storm. And uh, I think Zion, yeah, Zion was drafted ahead of him yeah. and was an all-star before him. And I feel like he's, he should come out hungry. If it is, from, what, from watching Jaw, if I'm the number one draft pick in that class and I'm watching Jaw do what... Basically, I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, I'm. I'm coming with vengeance. Absolutely. He I, just needs to keep that weight off. I got some stats here coming from ESPN. Zion Williams in, in 2019, 27 minutes a game, 22.5 points per game. Yeah. 58 percent field goal percentage. In 2020, he had 32 minutes per game, 27 per, points per game. 
So he improved a big jump from his first year to his second as far as offense goes. He's a talented defender, just he's so big. He's so, so big aggressive. and aggressive. His blocks, they're scary. He they will are. send that ball. He will send it across the court. Yes, bro. And, like, Zion, I hope he comes back. I don't know if he wants to be in the Pelicans uniform, though, because I've been seeing that. Uh, but wherever he goes or if he stays, he should be back hungry. I do say this, though. The team that they have, I don't think it's so bad. The no. He, he's, he makes it seem like, I think, he, or his family around him, whoever represents him, they've talked seem... to the media, and it looks like he doesn't want to be there. And maybe he doesn't want to be there. It seems like he doesn't. But the team that they have, they have Devontae Graham at the point. They have C.J. McCollum at the two. Yep. They have B.I. at the three. If you add Zion Williamson in at the four and you have a complimentary center, that is a starting lineup that is That's at least good. playoff yeah. contender. At least playoffs. And at that this point at the NBA, if you can become a playoff contender, you can sneak into the higher rounds. Mm-hmm. You can sneak yourself into a championship. Phoenix wasn't supposed to make it last year. No, Phoenix wasn't. Phoenix wasn't. And the status of the NBA right now, if you can form a team with that many good, young, talented players, you can put yourself in the category of the Utah Jazz, the Denver Nuggets, the Phoenix Suns, teams that have formed together on young players and are competing for titles. Yeah. And you can do that. But my thing is about Utah, Utah's never doesn't have enough star power. I agree. They don't have they don't have enough star power. Free Donovan Mitchell. Free Donovan. Absolutely. Honestly. He doesn't like Rudy. He, he don't like Rudy. Like he don't, he doesn't they don't like work it. together. They just don't. They don't. So Mike like, Conley has had more passes to Rudy Gobert <laughs> and played many less games than Exactly. <laughs> That's what's crazy. Mm. So, moving on to the play-in tournament. Yes, sir. First up, we got if it ended today. If the season ended today, we know there's one more game, but the Nets versus the Hornets. Who do we have taking this one? I think this one's more easy, uh, especially with Kyrie coming back, looking really, looking really good. Um, I got the Nets. I think it's not going to be because Charlotte played in the play-in last year. I I don't think it's going to be close. My I opinion. Don't think so. I like LaMelo a lot. Me He's too. one of my favorite players to watch. Because, but I think KD is going to make the playoffs. Yes. He is going to fight. And yes, and playoffs. Gordon Hayward is supposed to be out that game again. Ugh. And that's a big loss for uh, Charlotte. So, I, I got the Nets, bro. All right, so you heard it here first. D and G are going to be taking the Nets in the Nets versus Hornets game in the play-in tournament. Next up, we got the Cavs and the Hawks. I think we're going to have an argument here. <laughs> I think so, too. You want to start off or you want me to? You can go ahead. I got that boy, Ice Trey. I got the Atlanta Hawks, man. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Come on now. Why I like you, you Ice can't, Trey, man. I you do. can't count them out, bro. They got the experience now. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals. I... I feel like Ice trading them team at the beginning with, you know, a little bit of injuries derailed their season. That's why they looking so sloppy, but they've been in this little groove that I've been seeing. Um, so I think it's going to start picking up going into the playoffs. I agree. But on matchup alone, 
<laughs> I think that the Cavs have a better matchup against the Hawks. Mm-hmm. I think that the way the Cavs are built with Jared Allen, you got Jared Allen, you got Evan Mobley. Yep. Both these big guys at the bottom, and they're both so dominant. They are dominant. And then you got Darius Garland, who's just tearing it up. I think the way that they're built more leaning towards big men and playing in the paint against the Hawks, who rely on the perimeter, and they more do. John Collins to control the middle with Clint Capella is going to be harder when you're going against other very talented big men. Yeah. So then you leave it all up to Trey on the perimeter. And if if they can close out John Collins, like I think that they will be able to do, and leave it up to just Trey on the perimeter, then you're going to have to force Trey to beat you by putting up Ridiculous. 40 points, 50 Ridiculous. points. Yeah. And I think that's a scary thing to do because Trey can do yeah, it. Like Trey. you said, Ice Trey, it's in his veins. It's in his veins, but man. I would rather do that than let the team just pick me apart. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking off matchup, Cavs. So we got D with Atlanta. Hawks, I got the Hawks. And we got G with the Cavs. He got the Cavs. But yeah, I think that's going to be the most entertaining game of the play-in, my opinion. I think that one might be the most entertaining one. But we can get into the Western Conference now. So we got the T-Wolves going against the Spurs. I think I got the T-Wolves. Carl Anthony Towns been dominant this year. He look he's playing they said he's playing for his mother, uh D'Angelo. Quiet season, but still averaging like 22, 23 a game. And you got Ant over there dunking, slamming, doing everything in his willpower. The youngest, not one of the one of the youngest to hit like, I think it was like 4K points or something at, before age 21. He's or insane. At 21. So He's insane. I've seen that on Instagram, I want to say. Y'all can fat track me on that one. But, um, yeah, I think Minnesota really shocked, looked, you know, shot some heads and turned some heads with Pat Bev playing defense on on everyone. So I think they're, I think they're gonna steamroll um San Antonio. Honestly, even though Murray, I mean, yeah, Deontay, the Deontay Murray, yeah, he been playing really good here recently. But I don't think that's enough. I don't think that's enough. I I think that. They'll put up a fight because any team under Greg Popovich is going to put up a fight. Oh, yeah. But I do think I agree with you. The T-Wolves, I think the Timberwolves pull off with this one. Yeah. I think so. I agree. So that brings us to the last play-in game. We got the Clippers versus the Pelicans. Mm, man. Clippers versus Pels, bro. Hey, Paul George has looked good. He's looked real sensational since he, I think his his game's back from injury. He, but my thing with Pelicans right now, they're playing as a unit. Paul George is basically carrying the load right now. Reggie has cooled down since uh since the All Star break. So, ah uh, man, uh, my heart's telling me Clippers, but my brain's telling me Pelicans. Man, I think I'm going to go with the Clippers, though. I think Paul George's superstardom, his willingness, like you said, is going to drag him into it. I think it's going to drag him into it, bro. 
I agree. But I do think <laughs> you're right. I do think the Pelicans, the the way that team is built, like we were talking about earlier, and the way they work together, it's hard for me to see them not competing hard, especially like you said, with Paul George carrying pretty much the majority of the load. Yeah, Paul George, since he got back, I mean, Clippers quit playing as a unit, and that seems like a a factor once one of their stars get back, they start playing like a unit. So, I guess that's what I'm looking at. As um, of right now, man, I, I'm going to have to pick the Pelicans. We're going to have to disagree on this one, man. Really? So that's two. Y'all heard it here first. We got two going different. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, But, yeah, I think I got the Clippers. I think it's going to be a close game, though. I don't, I don't know what the score could be, but it's going to be – it's going to be close. It's going to be tit for tat. I agree. I think Valachunas is going to be the difference, though. Really? I think so. I think the dominant big man is going to be the difference. Oh, no. Zubach is kind of nice. Zubach's always been kind of nice, I though. agree, but I don't think he's performing at the same level. Yeah. I think the dominant big man is going to help get it done, and I think the role players playing together are going to get it done for the Pelicans. Yeah. Upset of the night. That's what I'm going with, man. That's an upset, bro. Um, what's your thoughts on Memphis, though? I told you before we started this that Memphis to me was the dark horse of this whole thing. And you laughed at me, and I still stick <laughs> with it, and I'm saying it on air. So you think Memphis could get to the finals? I think Ja Morant plays with almost more heart than anybody I've watched play in a long time. I think Ja Morant, Brandon Clark, mm-hmm. I think that team – with mm-hmm. all them young raw prospects can carry themselves, if not to the conference championship, okay, at least to the second round and put up a seven game fight. Bro. I think they're the dark horse. I really do. My dark horse though would have to be the Nuggets because of the simple fact we're getting back MPJ. We're gonna get back Murray. So that's two weapons that people are forgetting that. The Nuggets are, you know, missing out on. And they do so much for the the Nuggets. It's really insane. And for the Nuggets to be, I think it's the fourth or the fifth, something like that. So, I guess that's the thing. Like, Jokic is playing MVP. Playing like an MVP. Looks like he should get back-to-back, but you you have your boy Joel Embiid winning it. Joel Embiid, man, he's got that scoring title. Yeah. To me, that the the big man getting the scoring title, I love to see it. In a in a league that is dominated by guards, I love to see a five getting a true five too. Yeah. I love seeing somebody get the scoring title like that. It just it's nostalgic. Yeah. But you gotta think it's going back to back to back big men's in the Nets. Well, these past two years. Yeah. So I guess my thing is. Out of them two big men, who do you think is better? Nikola or Joel? Athleticism would go in B. Yeah. But intangibles and would ball go Jochik. They would ball? go jo- Jokic. Jokic. Yeah. Uh, couldn't get it out, man. But 
We're stuttering a little bit today, man. Yes, they sir. got us stuttering out they here. They got us stuttering, bro. I man, mean, that's passion right there. Y'all know what we're saying? We just we love these sports, man. Yeah, but yeah, I think Nuggets would be my dark horse. I don't, bro. My Eastern Conference dark horse. I don't think I got one though. Uh, maybe the Bulls, but they they can't even beat a 500 team. <laughs> I'm gonna say that my dark horse from the Eastern Conference is gonna be, ironically, the number one seed. Miami. Everybody is saying the Bucks, and everybody is saying Brooklyn. If you had to ask me, that's who I'm saying. Miami. To me, the number one seed and the team who has been probably the most consistent all season. <laughs> Miami. You're forgetting one for the Eastern Conference. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. So I guess my thing, yeah. When I did that, I was about to say Phoenix, bro. That's the most con- like consistent team I've seen. Oh, absolutely. Um, Devin Booker, my opinion is the true MVP because he has led his team to the number one in the NBA. He has, but he has like CP3 in his back. It's that's hard. It's that's hard. why it's hard to give it to him. But CP3, you got to look at it. The scenario for the MVP changes like every year. Yeah. So my thing is, he's been the number one his team's number one. He's been putting up points. He's been doing everything in his power since C- CP3 been hurt. Why not give it to him? That's my thing. Like, just because you have CP3, you're not going to give it to him? That's some... That's froggy. I mean... I mean, it took Devin Booker, what was it, five great seasons or six great seasons before finally, he finally got an all-star? Finally <laughs> get knowledge, bro. And, like... You know, I was a Devin Booker. Like, I always talked about Devin Booker after he hit, what, 72 points on the Celtics or something like that? He's a bad man. Yeah, so, and I remember watching him. I think he went to Kentucky or, yeah, I think it was Kentucky or Duke. One of them schools. One of them blue schools. But. Y'all will have to fact check us on that one. Yeah, it was one of the blue schools. It might have been Kentucky, but he came off the bench for them. Devin Booker actually went to Kentucky. Yeah, yeah right. that's what I thought Thought he did. But, man, it's crazy how, like, the MVP, like, changes almost every year. It's never just set in stone, like, what you think it should be and what. Because if you think about it, Steph shouldn't even have one. Two back-to-back um, MVPs if that was, like, if, if that was, like, Devin Booker, because, like, how am I trying to put the this? The season bro? statistically that Steph had then True. was similar to the ones that True, Devin but he, ha- he had more help than what Devin Booker has now. That's what I was trying to get at. I agree. But I think that Steph in those two seasons was not only the funnest player to watch on yeah. television, he was the best. Yeah. That being said, though, let's go on to the last question of the day. Pick two Eastern Conference and two Western Conference teams and give us your Conference Finals championships. Oh, fart, bruh. I got... Mm, East, I can't bet against the Nets. I'm never going to bet against KD. Uh, man, a lot of hype on the Bucks. There's so much hype on the Bucks. 
But I think I'm going to go with Boston. That's another dark horse right. that everyone's talking about. I, I think I like Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's finally playing as a unit, not just for their, each other. I mean, for themselves. I agree. So I think I got Boston in the Nets because I really don't want to see Giannis again because there's so much hype that's on Giannis right now. I I don't see the ta- I see the talent what people say, but his all around game just does not wow me. If that makes sense, like it's not like a KD. It's not ah. like that, bro. It, it's Strictly head to the floor. I'm getting to the rim. And which works for him. I'm not taking no credit for him, like against him. But KD versus Giannis. If he if KD had a smaller foot, that series is going different. I agree. It's going different, bro. So and my West team, I got Phoenix because I gotta represent for Devin. And I probably got the Nuggets, honestly. Ooh, I, I probably got the nuggets. I'm going to go a little different from you. I'm going to go Golden State. Oh, I forgot about them. And the Phoenix Suns for the West. Yeah. And then in the East, it's hard because you got to decide between the Bucks and the Nets in and, the first round. And, bro, and then you got to think. You still got the 76ers sitting there with James Harden. That's if he starts, If he starts playing finally good. It's hard, though, because James has never been very consistent in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying, and it's scary. I'm thinking, though, as of right now, and they could make me eat my words again, (laughs) I think that the Nets and the 76ers are going to go for the Eastern. I I feel that. I I get that. I I, I can see where you're coming from that, though. That's what I'm feeling, man. Hey, man, that's our final projections. Make sure y'all tune into our next Spotify. What else you got to say to him? Because we about to wrap this thing up, huh? All right, man. We're going to try to do this every Sunday. You can also find us on TikTok and on Twitter at DNG Sports with a Z. Hey, follow us on Twitter, too. We on Twitter, too, aren't we? Yeah, Twitter and TikTok, man. Twitter Twitter and TikTok. TikTok. We're going to try to go to more platforms once the platform itself gets a little bigger. Yep. But for now, we're going to stick with them three. Keep it simple. Keep content coming out constantly. On me. Make sure y'all tune in. Hey, it's been D&G Sports. We out.